Welcome to the totally independent, completely unofficial, not even in the same state as the Indianapolis Colts, Colts Podcast. Coming to you from the land of brisket and barbecue, Lone Stars and Longhorns, where some cowboys wear hats and others wear helmets. This is the Unstable Blues with Liam and Kevin Hall. They say a tie is like kissing your sister. This episode, we will discuss the positives and negatives of our tie with Houston. We'll preview the Jags game and make our five predictions from other games around the NFL. So here we go. And we are back. Oh, yeah. Here in Texas as Colts fans. Uh, we had some family stuff come up. We didn't actually make it to the game in Houston. Mm-hmm. We uh, instead decided to go to a an establishment. Since we're not sponsored, we are not going to disclose where that establishment is. But if you would like, if you are a local Waco establishment and you would like to sponsor us, we'd be happy to come to your place and watch football at your place and talk about your place as much as possible. Um we might even do a live podcast there. Yeah. But who really wants to sit with us for three hours while we just talk football? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe there's a couple of weird people out there. Maybe uh, Maybe it might be just as interesting or better than the Manning cast. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe it's father, son instead of brothers. Um, anyway, uh, maybe it's a good thing we didn't go. Yeah. 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 Because... It was. I don't know that this has happened hardly at all, if ever, in the NFL on opening day weekend. Yeah, opening day weekend was crazy. It was a tie. Yeah, it was a tie. The, the Colts went all the way down to Houston to tie. Mm-hmm. <sighs> it felt like a loss, though. It, the it, way it happened. It did. We were down a we, lot. We were supposed to beat the Texans pretty handily. Mm-hmm. But new coach, we said this, you know, new coach, new schemes. Yep. Uh, they had some, you know, the, their players came up big in some big spots. Let's face it, we had, we had some miscues. Lots yeah. of bad stuff early. Mm-hmm. And we, like, just sloppy play. Yeah. Um, I mean, we also had five fumbled snaps one of them ended up being a turnover yeah not good i mean you you expect better from ryan and ryan Mm -hmm. you know matt ryan and ryan kelly yeah i mean and then through interception yeah i mean interception on a screen pass yeah you know i like i heard matt explain that you know matt uh, that uh jt had a ton of room behind him could have been a touchdown but if you can't get it to him it doesn't matter yeah um Oh man, this one hurts. Alec <laughs> Pierce, Alec Pierce, Mr. Sure-handed, you were brought in for your red zone offense. He dropped it in the end zone. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't even a contested. Matt put it exactly where it needed to be and it, he just like just, just knuckleballed it. He just dropped it. Yeah. Penalties, okay. penalties killed us. Mm-hmm. 7 penalties for 89 yards. That's uh... Frustrating. But it uh, it was not just 
the amount it was when it happened that it was yeah, just drive exactly. killers mm-hmm. you got that fourth and goal where we decided to run the wildcat with Nahim. yeah which as i've looked at it as i've you know read stuff about it and heard other things i guess you know it was the right call to make but you gotta think too you're up three why not just take the points and go up six yeah you know i don't know i mean we did come back though did come back we you know from you know we entered the fourth quarter down 20 to 3 and we came back we tied it up yeah defense came up great you know our team was amazing in the fourth quarter i don't know why we didn't play that way the rest of the game i mean the energy that they had you know the fact that you know after that Pittman touchdown you know matt ryan's coming over to the that whole group and jumping on you know everybody he's 37 he's jumping on the backs of everybody like yeah yeah that's great yeah. Let's play like that all the time. Mm-hmm. Why did it take us, you know, two and a half quarters to really start playing like that? Exactly. And then we had two straight kickoffs out of bounds, which means they started at the 40 on their last drive of regulation and their uh, and the first drive of overtime, which yep. could have been a just straight killer right then if the defense didn't come up huge exactly. in some key situations there. The defense failed. Uh, and chip out, and then, and then we missed the game-winning field goal, forty-two yarder. I know there were some Blank other things. Come on, I, I think. I mean, you have you had opportunities. You can't just blame it all on the one missed field goal. There were plenty yeah. of opportunities, including the Alec Pierce block, including uh, Ashton with a, a you know a drop that could have been a touchdown um, potentially. Um, plenty of things that could have. Uh, come up big, yeah. but just a collection of things that didn't go right at the right time. Mm-hmm. So the question is, Ty, is it good or is it bad? Um, In my opinion, right now, as I see it, it's good. Because considering where we were in the first half and the first half of the third quarter, um, we were flat we looked a bit rusty and then we and then in the fourth quarter we completely dominated yeah i feel like and even in overtime other than just that missed exactly goal. exactly so i at this point i think it's good to get that um rustiness and flatness out of the way so you can continue to work so and it's still a tie it is ties can work in your favor. For example, the uh, Steelers got in the playoffs because of a tie last season. Okay. So ties can be good, and I think most time they are good. Okay. Better than a loss. In I'm my gonna, opinion, I'm gonna go at it this way. Have you ever worn a tie? Yeah. Is it comfortable? No. No, it's not comfortable. But it makes you look good. But does anyone ever say, hey, I really don't like that tie? No. Most of the time when you wear a tie, people come up to you like, oh, you look really nice. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to take it the same way with this tie. Okay. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good, but it looks pretty good. Yeah. It looks good on. It looks good better than a loss. Mm Mm-hmm. Right? Because... The 
Colts came in with a losing record streak in game number one, and that streak is now over. Kind of. Kind of. Yeah. So here's the question then. Based on where they played, based on how they played, Mm -hmm. are you worried? No, I'm not worried. I think that the Houston game was a mentality issue. They didn't come out ready to win. They kind of came out, oh, this team is bad. Okay. So I think it's mentality. And once they shape up their mentality and play like every team is way better than they are, they will play well. (sighs) Okay. I I think I'm with you. It has me a little worried. It has me a little worried simply because... We can't close out the game. You know, mm-hmm. we had several opportunities, more than just the missed field goal, even in overtime in the fourth quarter to do something to end the game, and we didn't. Yeah. So even though we ended strong, we still didn't finish. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I'm a little worried. I'm not as worried about the stuff that happened early because I think. You know, Matt Ryan's not going to let that stuff happen. No. Uh, I think, you know, those those uh, snaps, that's not going to happen anymore. That will not be allowed. They're not going to ha- have that problem anymore. Um, some of those miscues and things like that, not going to happen anymore. I don't think that the veterans on the team will allow that to happen anymore. Yep. I think they're going to shape it up and, you know, learn from the mistakes and move on. It's just they just need to close up shop well at the end no matter what happens. Right? I agree. Star of the game. Who's your star of the game? I'm, I'm interested. I'm, I'm intrigued. Gonna, I'm going to have to go Michael Pittman. Okay. I feel like this was maybe one of his best games of his whole career. Okay. Well, and should be. He's number one receiver now. Yes. Yep. That and um, I feel like he stepped in really big whenever no one um, else wanted to step up, and that's the reason why he got all the reception yards he did. No one else wanted to step up, so he did it, and he accomplished what he needed to. Okay. Yeah. I totally get it. I um, also wanted to bring up one other thing here. Bright spot. Okay, 517 total yards of offense. Yeah. Once again, that's not going to happen uh, and only get 20 points anymore. Also no. down twenty to three, down seventeen points in the fourth quarter. JT still ran for seventy yards. What other team in the NFL, when you're down seventeen in the fourth quarter, is going to continue to hand off to the running back? No one. Yeah. No team in the NFL is going to do that because no other team in the NFL has Jonathan Taylor, and has the line that we do, that has the trust in those elements to keep pounding the ball. 70 yards in the fourth quarter, down 17. That's tremendous. Mm-hmm. My star of the game. Okay, I got two different things here. Okay. All right. I'm going to give you a play of the game and okay. then the star of the game. Okay. Play of the game goes to EJ Speed. I knew you were going to say that. For that. That is the turning point of that game uh, for sure. That strip sack totally turned things around. Off that strip sack... Jonathan Taylor scores, uh, which gets them within the one score. So that's like the turning point for me. 
that's the play of the game. But the star of the game to me is in overtime. Do not quitty pay on me. Yeah, I figured it's going to be quitty. Do pay. not quitty on me. I am here for the long haul. He already has two sacks on the season, which gets him halfway to his last season total of four sacks. Mm-hmm. He is on his way to doing amazing things this season. Quiddy Pay comes up big. Uh, you combine that with Unique Ngakwe, who's going to continue to get better uh, as the season goes on. Um, I, you got fabulous ends that are just going to do amazing things. Yep. So there you go. There's my start of the game. Uh, other two, other two things. Results of the game. Ready? JT was announced as the ground player of the week. That's I love that. That's awesome. He was the running back of the week. Um, I feel like he deserves it. I mean, yep. They kept on stuffing him, and he kept on pushing through. Yep, absolutely. And then, bye bye Blankenship. Bye bye Blankenhip. Uh, you know, when you have two kicks go out, of, kickoffs out of bounds, and, and you miss, miss the game winning the field game goal. winner. Yeah, I think that's kind of it. I think that's the good call. I don't know what's going to happen. They brought in a couple guys to try out. They've got some history with uh, McLaughlin um, at some different times, and so they brought in a, rook- a rookie and McLaughlin, and we'll see what happens. Um, they're both on the practice squad, and then they'll, they're going to figure it out later this week. Yeah. Uh, but, but, but let's be honest. The whole NFL was not great at kicks this week. No. It was not a good week for kickers. But uh, as the Colts kind of broke – one nasty streak. We look to see the possibilities of breaking another next week in Jacksonville. We still don't have any sponsors, but if you'd like to sponsor our little podcast, email theunstableblues at gmail.com. Until then, we'll keep telling you about what we do. Plexus with Alexis is the way to go for the best gut health. If you want healthy skin, better sleep, better mental clarity, it starts from the inside out. Yeah. Look up my mom, Alexis Hall, on Facebook or email theunstableblues at gmail.com to get connected. All right, so we talked about the Houston game. Now we flip it around. We are down in Jacksonville. Looking in the future. Love this place. We have a history in Jacksonville. Yep. Here we go. We got to break that streak. Yeah. We have not won in Jacksonville since 2014. Okay. Frank Reich has not won in Jacksonville. We have not won in Jacksonville since we've had Andrew Luck as our quarterback. Well, this this year is a new year. This year is a new year. And once again, we have a new quarterback. Mm-hmm. Jacksonville has a new coach. Yes. Scary coach. Scary coach. Super Bowl winning coach. Scary coach. Yeah, you know who was on his Super Bowl winning uh, coaching team? Frank Reich. Ah. Offensive coordinator. They know each other very well. Hmm. So you have this like these intriguing stories here. You got Peterson versus Reich, right? These coaches that know each other. Yeah. I mean, you also got the quarterbacks. You got mm-hmm. the veteran Matt Ryan uh, versus... Uh, the second year, Trevor Lawrence. Yep, absolutely. I think your favorite here. Uh, I mean, 
You got also got the battle with the running backs, Jonathan Taylor, who is a stud and everybody knows that. Yeah. But there's also Travis Etienne Jr. And I think he's also a really good running back that no one talks about. Well, he and, was injured his whole rookie season, so this is essentially his rookie season. Yeah. And I think he will do a really well really not really well, a really good job as well. So we have these like intriguing matchup kinds of things mm-hmm. here, you know, but so offensively, very similar. You gotta expect yes. it's gonna be very similar. So which is great for the defenses because they're practicing against something that they will see. Well yep. which then now brings me to what I think will make a huge difference here. Okay. Okay. Now, you also got to remember, in a lot of these defensive, offensive battles that happened in camp, which team won most of those battles? The defense. The defense, right? Which we were all excited about, Matt Ryan and all these offensive weapons, but defense won a lot of these battles. So, because Peterson doesn't play Reich, right? And... With those coaches, there's not going to be this chess match like there is with you know, there like there was with Lovey Smith and Reich. Right? Mm-hmm. There's all these like chess match kinds of things going on. Peterson Reich know what each other they're going to do. Yeah. Matt Ryan doesn't play Trevor Lawrence on the field. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Taylor doesn't run against Etienne. Nope. Right and vice versa. Yeah. You're going to play offense against defense. Yeah. So you're really talking about the Reich-Peterson offense versus the Gus Bradley defense. Yes. Yeah. You got me? Yeah. You follow me? Uh-huh. So my difference in the game, I, I did some research and I was like, okay, okay, let's see how many times a Frank Reich-Peterson uh, offense has, has how they have fared against a Gus Bradley defense. Okay. Right? Last year, Gus Bradley with the Raiders. Uh, previous to that, with the Chargers, and then of course with the Seahawks. In between there, he was the Jacksonville head coach, but I don't count that because he was the head coach. He wasn't actually in charge of the defense directly, right? Yes. So I'm only going off of when Reich or Peterson would either head coach and offensive coordinator because that's what they do, right? Mm-hmm. Gus Bradley didn't wasn't the defensive coordinator when he was with the Jaguars. Yeah. Three different meetings. Reich yeah. lost to the Raiders last year, end mm-hmm. of the season. Yeah. Right? Colts lost to the Chargers in 2019, another Reich-led yeah. Colts offense. And then 2016 is the only time where the Eagles beat the Chargers, but that was only by two points, and it was, uh, yeah, only by two points. Yeah. So we got two and one record in favor of the Gus Bradley defense. That gives me high hopes. So that, I think, can make the difference. What do you think, as you look at this, what's your take on this matchup? Um, I feel like, first of all, with the Gus Bad the defense, I feel like our, um, our line needs to put the pressure on the run game and the quarterback, and the uh, defensive backs need to do their job in coverage. Yeah. Um, I also think that our offensive line will play a big role as well in protecting Matt Ryan and giving him the time he needs to pass. Yep. And running with Jonathan Taylor. Yep. All right. So you're about the trenches. Yes. It starts and ends in the trenches. Oh yeah. All right. I'm I'm with you. Um, 
are you scared? Sorry, maybe not the best way to put it, but are you concerned at all? Because Jacksonville's done a lot of different things in the offseason to bolster the roster to uh, add some pieces around Trevor Lawrence. And then, of course, you have a for real, you know, Super Bowl winning actual NFL uh, coach. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be honest. I am a little concerned about um, Doug Peterson. Uh, I feel like, especially whenever you have a quarterback like Trevor Lawrence, who is good and has potential, and you know he does, yep. and everybody know he's, knows he does, he just doesn't have the weapons. Yep. And then you take an offseason, you go out and get him weapons, that can be a little frightening. So Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, he like, they... They came within a few plays of beating Washington in Washington. Mm-hmm. And yeah. now we're talking about an AFC South matchup at home, right? Yeah. You would hate to say that, you know, two, team, two teams come into a game this early with a must-win game, but that kind of... That's kind of what it is, honestly. Kind of feels a lot like that. So yeah, I'm going to go with you and I'm going to say... Uh, our, I, I will measure our success by how well we can stop the run and pressure Trevor Lawrence. Well, I mean, we may we may not be the greatest source for predictions, so maybe you shouldn't listen to us. But we're going to keep trying anyways. This week is homecoming week at Eagle Christian Academy. That means that there is a homecoming football game. That's my son Liam's team, in case you didn't know. 7.30 at Parkview Christian Academy on the north side of Waco. So far, the Eagles are 1-1, one one, so come out and support them. If you are in the Waco area, we'd love to see you. Okay, now it's time for the weekly picks. The weekly picks. The weekly picks. All right. Um, before we pick our weekly picks for this uh, coming week, we got a recap. Uh-huh. Okay. So, how, how do you do? Well, we both picked the Bills. Yeah? I'm sorry. Uh, no, we both picked the Rams. Yeah. And the Bills won. Yeah. We, I mean, we also both picked the Chargers against the Raiders, and we both made that call correctly. Yep. We both got the Commanders over the Jags. Yep. Here's where we change a bit. Uh-huh. I chose the Panthers. I chose the Browns. And you got that one right. Yes, I did. I told you Jacoby was ready to go. Yeah. And you know who wasn't ready to go? Russell Wilson. Makes me a little sad. Yeah. I should have stuck to my guns. We both picked the Broncos. Yeah. I'm I'm happy the Broncos are winning. I was uh, rooting for the Seahawks the whole game. Yep. I, I was rooting for them. I, it's fine. Especially when I saw it. But I should have stuck to my guns because... From the very get-go, I said that the Broncos were the fourth worst team in the AFC West. Yep, and you also said that Russell Wilson was not going to be ready for the offense. Yep, I said that wasn't they weren't going to have everything together. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, but the thing I didn't realize that the Seahawks were going to be number one in the NFC West after Week One. Yeah, that that's ridiculous because the Rams lost. To the Bills, which is understandable, I guess. Mm-hmm. But the Niners lost to the Bears. Yeah, that's... It was, it was in Chicago, in a rainy Chicago. And... The Cardinals just lost the shootout. The Cardinals that's, lost the shootout. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. 
Patrick, I don't know what was up with Patrick Mahomes. He was, oof. Yep. On fire. All right. Yep. Speaking of Patrick Mahomes, Chargers Chiefs, what do you got? Uh, this is hard. The Chiefs just had a really big game, and Chiefs have made a whole bunch of moves to their roster since last year. Mm-hmm. And the Chargers haven't made a whole bunch. But what they have done is very intriguing. Yeah. So I want to go Chargers. Okay. And I'm going to say Chargers, but I don't know. I'm I'm going Chargers, and that's my final decision. It's just I'm a little iffy on it. Okay. I'm going to go Chiefs because it's, okay. it's at Arrowhead. Okay. One of the toughest places to go in and play at. Yeah. Even though it's not a temperature thing, just that, oh, oh just that whole crowd in there is yeah. just crazy. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm going to go Chiefs, which I also think works in favor of the Colts because the Char- the Chiefs are going to come off the Thursday night game and then turn around and have to go to Indy. So I think if it's better for us if they come in 2-0. and Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. think if they come in uh, one and one and already zero and one in their division, that doesn't work in our favor. They're going to come in and blast us. Yeah. So next game. Next uh, game. You basically got the losers for my first game: Cardinals mm-hmm. and Raiders. Cardinals and Raiders. Um. Ah, uh, it's it's at Vegas, and so mm-hmm. it's at the Raiders. So it makes me want to say Raiders, especially because the AFC West, I think, is such a good team. I hate to say that the Cardinals are going to be 0-2, though, but... Yeah, I, you I, know. This one, all of these games are hard to choose from. I'll, I'll go with that's why we picked these five games. So mm-hmm. I'll go with the Raiders because it's at the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, uh, I think I'm going to say the same. Okay. All right. Bengals at Cowboys. I guess the Cowboys. I get you have a good defense. Your defense was solid. But Dak is out for six to eight weeks because of a finger bump. Ah, my finger. Exactly. There's And there's no way that the Bengals are going to play like they did against the Steelers. I'm sorry, that was not the normal Bengals that we saw in the Super Bowl last year. Mm-hmm. The Bengals are going to pick up all the pieces and they are going to do really well this week against the Cowboys. Yeah, I don't see how the Cowboys can survive at home or away without Dak. Mm-hmm. And that's the only real QB they kept on their roster. So Bengals are going to come in and win, I think. Um, that's where I'm going to with it. Yeah. Okay, um, Titans, Bills. It's in Buffalo. Yep, but it's not It's not de- November, December, yeah. January. It's not cold enough yet. Right? <sighs> But it's the Bills. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you can count anything against the Bills right it's, now. It's Tennessee did not. They lost to the Giants. They lost to the Giants. They lost to the Giants. That's good for the Colts. The Colts are at the top of the division right now. Top of the division with a tie. Exactly. Awesome. So, with that being said, the Bills are going to win that game and make it 0-2 for the Titans. Yep. Yep. All right. You picked this game. I, we had a couple other games that we were looking mm-hmm. at, but you wanted to pick the Vikings and the Eagles. So yes. make your pick, Vikings-Eagles. These are my two underrated teams of the year. Yep. Uh, I don't care how the Eagles performed against Detroit. Detroit 
played well Did, on Sunday. The Lions are coming up. They are. I don't care if people say they're trash or not. They are a decent team. They put up a de- good fight against the Eagles. The Vikings, I don't know what happened to the Packers, but the Vikings just swept the floor with them. So, and I enjoy the Vikings as a team. So I'm going to go Vikings with this one. Okay. I figured you were going to go Vikings. I almost went Vikings. I kind of want to go Vikings, but I also don't want to play the Vikings late in the season, but that's where we're going to get to. I'm going to go Eagles because it's in Philly. Okay. That's uh, it's, fair. The, it's their home opener. It, Philly's a tough place to go play. They are not nice people there. No. And they, uh, they're going to give it to Justin Jefferson and, you know, all kinds of things. So yeah. uh, I'm going to go Eagles on it. Okay. Well, let's hope we have some good news from the Jags game. And we'll take a look also at the tough home opener against the Chiefs next week. And. We'll continue to see how well we know the rest of the league. Plus, our very first special guest of the regular season coming up next week. Yup. You know who it is, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a surprise. It's going to be fun. It will be fun. <laughs> I think we're going to have a blast. I think we're going to have a few special guests throughout the season. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Yeah. I mean, a great way to like just freshen things up. This is Liam. And this is Kevin. Reminding you to stay unstable.